This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Radio 929 the game, 929thegame.com. Yep, it's Sam and Greg. We're in for John and Hugh on this MLK holiday. We're going to actually kind of bleed over into Sandra and Steak. We're in the steakhouse there. Yeah, we will. Top of the hour. I don't think they mind. No, they don't. I I would. Because they were working Saturday. So, so they don't mind. Good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning to you folks. Are you ready for this? In Belvedere Park. Bel- I've oh, seen that. Uh, yeah. You don't know nothing about Belvedere Park? I was trying to, you know, trying to DeKalb County. Okay. About 15, last census, uh, close to 16,000 folks there. Okay. But they're, you know, they're right over there, you know. Right over there where? It, well, in DeKalb County. Okay. It's, it's, it's a, de- <laughs> hang on a second. I'm not the one who travels all over the place and knows these little nuggets. It's near East Lake. Let's put it that way. Got East Lake to the west. You got Avondale Estates over there and, and uh, Chandler McAfee, too. Okay, okay, okay. I, 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 I get an idea of what you're talking about, that area. They, they, you know, the other side of that is downtown Decatur, which you get the other side of those communities. Um, or over near the area where Agnes Scott is. Over that, that, yeah, I think that's what you're talking about. I think there was, uh, yeah, there there was be, there the w- second branch of Rich's Department Stores was in Belvedere Park. I was looking at the history of this place. Really? Yeah. Uh, the second branch of Rich's Department Stores was opened in the Belvedere Shopping Center. Now, I vaguely remember that place. Do you remember exactly where it was? The first branch was open in Lenox Square. Yeah. Yep. Which has added an air uh, of metropolitan living to the suburbs. Yeah. <laughs> just like well, you think 19, it's, it's just like that was so far out. Or that's, that, that's not that, yeah. you know, back then that was way out from town. Okay. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that, that's, that's what that was considered. Well, you know, you know, you talk about Lenox and, and then right around the corner from us here, Ansley. You know, just those shopping plazas of, the, of that era. So, um, 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 listen, the, the tavern is gone over there at Phipps. And, yeah. and I have not been the same since. That's just one of my spots to go over there and get the, get the, get the tavern chips. Mm-hmm. Sometimes get there, you know, depending on when you get there, they always get the happy hour. The bartenders are throwing all the stuff out there. And it's just, well, that's where I saw Charles Oakley. Really? I sent you that picture. Charles Oakley was just chilling out there on the outside part. Where you can sit at the bar area there, tavern. Right, right. right. And I just walked up to him and started talking to him. I was like, "What's up, enforcer?" 
remember you in that Bulls uniform. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio. You remember that. 929game.com. Listen, I want as we get into this 8 o'clock hour, we're going to be um, talking to Russell Baxter in a little bit, get some NFL, uh, get his thoughts on this wild card weekend and, and what's to come. Um, I want to say his name right. Tamar? Yeah, Tamar, Tamar John, Johnson. Tamar Johnson. He'll be joining us at 740. Yeah. Um, part of the Pittsburgh Pirates now. Well, he's yeah. their fourth pick. Yeah. So we're going to talk with him and just but talk about I mean, what, the, the, what, what people expect. And you, when you're selected that high in the base, because think about how many rounds there are in the baseball draft. When you're taking in a top five pick in the base, that 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 team it is really expecting. They're, they're expecting something from you. But you know what's funny? That's the difference between baseball and football. When you're the fifth pick overall, you know you're gonna get paid in a certain kind of way. Not so yeah, much yeah. in baseball. Yeah, in baseball and, too. Well, you can, but how much time is he gonna be riding the bus? Well, it don't matter ride the bus. You 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 if you, you pick have, you, if you pick that high, you got something in your bank. I understand. And then you're not you're not just the average dude riding the bus. So this is I need to think back what Kyler Murray got. When 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 they when they picked him was it Oakland that picked him? But he, he got some money. He got paid. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah you, 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 your top ten guys in baseball get 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 paid pretty good. But I want to start off, and we didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday. And, and I want to just mention this because we lost. I I guess it's an all time great, not one that comes to mind initially. But you think more on the college level than you do his pro career. But man, Charles White mm-hmm. lost him this past week. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you don't know who Charles White is, a Get ready when we're done talking about him to go YouTube some of his his stuff. But he was the third, the third USC running back to get to Heisman. And he's the third. I mean, and like I said, if you ever go to Southern Cal, and I've been, that's been years ago since so I went there, you go into the athletic complex and those Heisman trophies meet you at the door. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they well, just got them lined up there, man. They just meet you at the door. Now, I don't mean to put pressure on you. And, and as you said, you know there's a lot of them. So I had to make sure I had to get revisit myself. How many Heismans? Are sitting over there, and, and when you walk into USC into whatever. I mean, that when area I went is. there years ago, it was like five. I think now it's like what seven? Eight. Eight. Okay. Eight. There are eight. Okay. How many can you name? That's um, the question. From from I don't Garrett, even say from what Garrett, from Garrett to Simpson. Hang said, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, yeah. Garrett. Okay, Garrett Simpson. Is it White? Yes. Uh, Bell. No. Nope. Um. Wow. I'll give them to you. No, no, no. All we, right, we, go we, ahead. We come, come forward, come forward, come forward. We know, we know, we know Bush. We know Leonard. Wait a minute. Wait, hang on a second. Reggie Bush is that one where you got a little asterisk next. Yeah, but the, the but school got, still, the school got still got theirs. They, they took, they took his personal yeah, one, but the school, <laughs> the school still got it, and he just got it to the college football hall Did of fame last week. They put OJ's back. He's still. They didn't take care. They don't mess well, with they him removed, the school. They moved, removed it in the school for for a minute. I don't even know they moved in school. Well, I just thought they removed that's, that's, it from that's, visibility. That's the, school. that's the schools. Right. You know what I mean? I yeah, say the, take the it out, but I'm just wondering if they brought it back. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. You got you got Reggie. You got OJ. You got Garrett. You said you got uh, Williams. You got Charles White. You got you're missing three. I'm missing man that many. Yeah. Yikes! Can't believe you ain't got the one. Oh, Marcus Allen. Thank you. All right. Okay, that's Marcus Allen. And who are the other two? Yeah, they're kind of they're well recent. Yeah. One's working for Fox right now. Matt Leinart. I mentioned Leinart. Oh, I didn't hear you say that. I said Leinart. Oh, you got yeah. one. Like, and who was the other one? Carson Palmer. Awesome. Yeah, you can't forget him. But you kind of did. <laughs> yeah. He ended up having, having a, a longer career, you know. He had a pretty good career at the, at the next level. Eight. Eight. Eight Heisman that's, Trophy winners. But the place was called Tailback U. Yeah. Uh, and, and you talked about Charles Robinson. He, you know, eventually ended up going back and playing for John Robinson. When was he coaching... It was Rams. 
Coach, yeah, Coach, Coach Rams. Yeah, Rams. He went yeah. out there yeah. And, yeah. and ran for him. But I, I did. I wanted to mention that because um, we, we hadn't had a chance to the last couple of days. We only had two hours on Saturday, and then yesterday got caught up in a number of things, but wanted to acknowledge the passing of him. And also, um, say what you will about him, but Robbie Knievel. Yeah, yeah. Which gets back to that. He was fo- he was following a tough act, though. Well, that's what we were talking about yesterday. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's a that's his dad's a tough act to follow. But he I did mean, one thing pops didn't do. Yeah. And his old man gave the sports world one of the most iconic pieces of tape you've ever seen before. Period. And it's that, one of the reasons you watch Wide World of Sports. <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. like these days, I don't know where you would put it, put his jumps on ESPN or where they would be, but you knew well, that jump was happening. It was going to be on Wide World of Sports. Well, nobody else was doing what he was doing. Now you got X Games. They're doing all kinds of crazy, or did all kinds of crazy stuff. That's actually yesterday too. But that footage of him landing on that plywood, it looked like ramp, and the suspensions were back in nineteen was it sixty seven, sixty eight, something like that, and you know his body just turned into a rag doll. Yeah, he just broke every bone possible. But it Robbie was- went and, and made the jump. It was 90, 91, something like that. And it was a big event. And he had a very short window when he landed to make one quick move to get into this parking garage. I had that tape forever. I was just transfixed by it, that he was going to do this. And it was such a big event. And the Vegas Strip shut down for this. Ah, that, they that, shut that, down when big, this thing was That's big when that happens. Oh, man. So, anyway, Robbie Knievel passed this past week. And so I wanted to... One of them, because we remember that we were coming in here all the time, and it just seemed like every week we'd come in here to have three, four folks that passed, especially mm-hmm. during COVID. No, during COVID, it just oh, seemed like all man. the time. It really did. Uh, and then on the heels of Lisa Marie passing this past week, this is what got us talking about, you know, and Robert Knievel was one of the names, but I'd left some of the names out. So yesterday, Sam and I started talking about who in the sports world, because Lisa Marie, as you mentioned with Robert Knievel, had a massive shadow, whatever she's going to do in life. Oh, absolutely. Now, you can't put it in fact that, well, he was a guy and she's a girl. Listen, Stella McCartney right now, she's never going to be as big as her father, but she's one of the top designers on the planet. So she got as she got as far as she possibly could, and she's doing fine. You just, you know, when you talk about being a Beatle, you know, forget about it. You're never going to pass that up. So we started thinking about people who have tried to, I don't know if they actually tried, but became more famous than their iconic parent. And that's the key. The parent had to be iconic. Okay, so we got into this yesterday. We started talking about the sports world. Griffey came up. Okay, but then you got to ask yourself, uh, was Ken Griffey Sr. iconic? Was he an all-time great? That's debatable. And we went around the sports world, and there were a couple people that we mentioned. Here's one I forgot to mention, just to mention. I'm not saying the kid passed the old man, but is it worthy of mentioning Dale Jr.? Yeah, but he, man, you see what I mean. But it ain't an easy no. Yeah, it ain't. no. Well, uh, I, I, on, the, I, I on, no. on the track, no, no. But as a a figure, a, he's, a he's, figure. So, he's someone that obviously because of his dad got a lot of attention and got a lot of his dad's fans and supporters that that got along behind him. Right. Was he that kind of driver? No, no. You know, and a lot of people feel feel like the light came on kind of late for him. The first few years, he just kind of enjoyed himself. He enjoyed the celebrity, he had fun, you know, and and some people think he wasn't that serious about his, his racing. The back end of his career, the final few years, it seemed like he really got serious about it and really thought about legacy, you know. And then, you know, he had some problems with the concussions, had to get out of the car. But 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 to, to me, that's the, the thing with Dale Jr. 
his legacy now is through being a personality and an influencer right. in the sport. That's what he's done. Because remember, and as we talk about this, we'll talk, we'll talk a little NASCAR now, the fact that, that Jimmy Johnson now becomes this slash driver slash owner, and we heard that Kevin Harvick is going to step away from full-time driving after this year. Watch him become some type of owner and stay in the game. And let uh, and uh, like I said, I can't wait for us to talk to Adam Alexander and the fact that these recent drivers of the post-Earnhardt era Right. Are gonna and how they're gonna shape racing, how they're gonna shape NASCAR, uh, being influencers in that way, having just stepped out of the car, and be involved in ownership. We know the owners and those guys may have had Richard Childress and they they drove like years years ago, right? You know, right. but we're talking about some guys who just stepped out of this car. They know what it takes. They got a pocket full of money. They got sponsors mm-hmm. that they're gonna bring along with them. How are they gonna shape NASCAR's future? And that's. To me, it's a little exciting to watch and see how that how that. See, how you that get works. worked up by these changes yeah, too, right? Yeah, yeah. But the difference is what's in play now versus what Junior's daddy had to go through. The technology, the the, the cars. You talk about the new the, the next gen cars and what that's going to be like for the next decade or so. Don't know what those guys of that era, oh, oh, Earnhardt's era would think about a car that they can't touch. <laughs> exactly. What <laughs> I can't touch, you know, because that's the thing. Those guys, you know, you think, look at A.J. Foy. A.J. Foy would get out of a car in a pit stop, get up under the hood and work on the car, get back in it and drive it. These guys now, you know, I don't know if Jeff Gordon can get under the hood of a car. Well, they would be scared to break a nail or something. You know what I mean? So so I'm just saying it's just a a different era. And, and, you know, they're not expected to do that. Sometimes sometimes I tee stuff up for you and you don't even know it's coming. Thank you for mentioning his name. Who? The birthday boy. A.J. Foyt, 88 today. Yeah. I had him on the list. I was going to throw it out there. I said, nah, he get out of that car, man. He get out of that car, get up under the hood, and all work that. on it, yeah. get back in there and drive away. Well, man, them old Daytona was on half on the, on the, on the beach. So you got to <laughs> get out there and fix it and get it off the beach. So, yep. Yeah. Ain't got tow trucks out here. Uh, we are going to switch gears here, and we are going to talk NFL. Has uh, We haven't had Russell on in a little while, which means you're going to hear some Supremes coming back. Yeah. Russell Baxter is going to join us to talk about Wild Card Weekend. It's Sam and Greg. We're in for John and Hugh. And Steak and Sandra. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Yep, you can take us with us on Odyssey app. Call him. I had him on the phone here. He better be on that phone. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. We ain't having it today. Nah, people got to wake up. I'll give you a Sunday morning, but not Monday morning. You got to get up. Then you realize it's a holiday and go back to bed. How about that? How about that? Russell Baxter, we have not talked to you in uh, in, in a while. He was the is he the hey, first? That's seven years, wasn't it? Pardon? Is that seven years ago? The last time we talked, right? <laughs> yeah. Just seems like. But it. just for, seems like for it. the audience, and again, Russell, we'd say this because we're actually in for the Monday through Friday morning show, so they may not hear us on the weekends when you normally join us. But we want to say that you hold a very special place because I believe Russell was the first person that you and I have had on our show. That had intro music. Yeah. Had walk-on music. Very first. Very so, first. Very first. Big Supremes fan. Hey, happy 2023 to you, and how are you, sir? How are you enjoying these uh, this wild-card weekend? Well, probably enjoying it a lot more than last year's wild-card weekend, which was, you know, nothing but blowouts, if you really, if you really remember. Um, a lot of lopsided games. Uh, you know, Kansas City blowing out Pittsburgh, and, um, you know, Philadelphia and not looking the part against Tampa Bay. And I mean, I could go by the Rams, you know, who eventually won the Super Bowl, um, you know, blowing out the, the Cardinals and Kyle Murray having a, a 
terrible weekend um, or a terrible Monday night, I should say. That was the last of the wild card games. And, and here we've had some thrillers, to say the least. You know, they, who would have thought that Seattle would even be ahead at halftime uh, against the 49ers? But of course, San Francisco pulled away. But we saw what happened in Jacksonville. You know, don't shut off your TV if the Chargers are up 27 nothing. <laughs> and, you know, very competitive contest uh, with the other three games. So the Miami just kind of. Buffalo just couldn't play put away Miami, even though uh, Miami didn't generate a so offensively and so on. But Buffalo was very aggressive, and, and Buffalo, typical Buffalo this year, um, you know, they can really guys be their own worst enemy with those turnovers and so on. And Buffalo, twenty-seven takeaways, twenty-seven turnovers during the regular season, and that kind of held the form and. And, you know, and, and, and the fun of what happened last night with Cincinnati was just when it looked like uh, the Ravens were about to make a big play. Oh, man. Fumble, 98-yard fumble returned by Sam Hubbard. So, wow. I went to bed yeah, right at that point. a good start. Now, I'll be curious what we see tonight against, a, you know, for lack of a better word, a, a very fast Dallas team and a very slow Tampa Bay team. Yeah, we'll watch for those folks. We've been the time on the waitforit.com hotline on this Monday morning with Russell Baxter. Always ready to catch up with him. He is social. You can find him on Twitter at BaxFootballGuru, at BaxFootballGuru. Russell, we talk uh, about the quarterback position, and we see some very experienced quarterbacks who will be looking for homes this coming. Garoppolo, you know, uh, Carr, guys. But we saw in this past weekend some teams with backup quarterbacks almost pulling off upsets. Uh, yesterday, and, and both with the Ravens and, and, and with, with Miami. How much does that matter these days? We want to have this veteran guy that's known. And, and look at what we got, even with San Francisco. The guys have been plugged in, and they're able to find success even in a postseason game. Well, see, I've always I've always thought that, and it continues to be, I, I'll never understand it. Um, people in our business, um, for the most part, who talk about starting quarterbacks, as either they were starting pitchers um, or, more importantly, tennis players, okay? Um, you know, Brock Purdy versus Geno Smith was not Borg and McEnroe, all right? No. There's something to do with the other people <laughs> in the field, right? okay? Yeah. We went through a litany of different starting quarterbacks this season, um, you know, in the, in the high 60s. Uh, you know, 10 or 11 or maybe even 12 teams start three different quarterbacks. Guys, it really depends on how your team is built. If your team is built around the quarterback and depends on the quarterback to perform in, in a way that if they are bad, you're going to lose. See, San Francisco isn't built like that. San Francisco is built like Philadelphia. San Francisco is built like Philadelphia in the terms that the most important thing is who you have on the offensive and defensive lines. And you look at San Francisco play. And is is it really Brock Purdy? And I'm not knocking Purdy. I'm not knocking Trey Lance. I'm not knocking Jimmy Garoppolo. They are built with a very aggressive and physical style of play that translates into a quarterback not making a ton of mistakes. Now, we saw the Jaguars make a ton of mistakes with a very resourceful quarterback. And, And so it all depends on, I mean, I go back to a decade ago. When the Indianapolis Colts lost Peyton Manning for a year, and they disintegrated, because in the latter stages of his career, they were all about him putting up points, abandoning the running game, 
uh, the other team abandoning the running game. Well, they're, well, we're down 21 nothing. We can't run anymore. So we'll just let Robert Mathis and Dwight Freeney sack our quarterback for the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> That's what usually so happens. It depends, it depends on how you're built. And um, if you're built around one man in any team sport, think about this. If you're built around one man in any team sport, you are doomed to failure. Russell Baxter joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. All right, Russell, uh, I'm going to put you at the buffet because we have a lot of questions for you, but we don't have a lot of time. I'd like to be here for a while. Well, no, because you you give extensive answers. So I'm going to give you three. You pick the one you want to talk about, and this all falls under the category for me of most likely to happen. All right, so these are just speculation. You choose which one you want to discuss, the one that's more passionate with it, and go for it. Sean Payton ended up in Arizona as the head coach. Arizona, not Dallas, Arizona. Okay. Tom Brady landed in Las Vegas. Matt Ryan, either a backup or announcing his retirement. Which of those three do you want to talk about and happening, you believe, next year, next season? Well, Tom – Tom Brady can go to Las Vegas anytime he wants. Um, you know, they have some package deals there in good hotels. Um, <laughs> I'm not talking about for spring break. I am to work. <laughs> let's, let's do Sean Payton because he is going to be the guy until he gets a job that will be linked with every team, not only in the NFL, uh, but the NBA and the NHL as well. So let's do Sean Payton. Okay. So, Where's he going? And I had a chance to work. I had a chance to work a Super Bowl when I was at ESPN with Sean Payton, who um, John Gruden and, and, and him together were there together. It was the, uh, the Packers Steelers Super Bowl down in Dallas, and he was fascinating to listen to. And I see him on TV now, and he you know brings a lot of analysis and so on. And um, you know he is going to be the hot commodity because of what he was able to do with the Saints, and not always successful with the Saints, as you guys you guys know that better than anyone. They had those three consecutive seven and nine seasons because they were da 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 dependent on their offense and not necessarily balanced. And then once they got that figured out, they won the, the division four four years in a row. He would do any quarterback good, um, very much like Brian Dable's doing with. Daniel Jones in New York. Wow. There are guys, the quote-unquote quarterback whisperers, and I'm not sure where Sean Payton's going to run out. You know, uh, it, it, will it be with the, the Chargers if they let Brandon Staley go? And it, it's going to be an interesting week for him. Um, could it be? What's interesting, guys, about Arizona is you're, it doesn't look like you're going to have Kyler Murray until sometime in November. Remember, he tore his ACL. So, you're, you're looking at a totally different set of circumstances um, in terms of recruiting a head coach because you're not going to have your quote-unquote money guy for, for quite a while. Could it be Denver? That would be very intriguing with Russell Wilson and uh, you know maybe getting the right guy there and so on. Although the, the Broncos, that was more than just Russell Wilson falling apart this year and so on. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but he's going to be he's going to be the hot name obviously and. Uh, you know, we got five openings right now. If, if, if you think about them, Indianapolis and Carolina are in the mix here as well. Um, I'll just throw out Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan will wind up retiring. I don't think he's. I, I don't think he would settle for a backup job and so on. And that's no knock on Ryan. I got a chance to met, meet Matt actually the day before he got drafted. Another when I was still with ESPN, and uh, it, kind of guy he is. 
you can you can tell what a quality person he is just in the just in the short interaction I had with him we had with him as well so I think Matt will probably retire um, it was a long year for him he had trouble hanging on to the ball he had interceptions and so on but I hope I answered your question it's going to be the Sean Payton this will remind you of every year when George Seifert couldn't get a job and yet he was the only head coach everybody talked about because he was out there. <laughs> yeah. He answered all three. I just wanted one from him, but he, he ran through all three of them. Of course them. he did. That's Russell. Listen, That's what he does. If, if I'm going to the buffet, okay. <laughs> okay. I did say that, didn't I'm getting, I? I'm getting my money's worth, and I'll be that. back for a second. <laughs> Folks, we're spending time with Russell Baxter uh, here on the WaitForIt.com hotline. Russell, we found out last week that we get to host the AFC Championship game if it's Buffalo and KC. What are the chances of that happening? Well, I, I, I'd say they're pretty good. I mean, I watched Cincinnati last night, and I knew that was going to be a tough game with Baltimore because it's a divisional rivalry, and um, you know that those teams know each other very. And Joe Burrow said it best after the game, and so on. You know how well they know each other, and so on. And um, but and the thing that's concerning about the Bengals is what's happening to their offensive line. You know, they, remember they they signed three prom. It, Signed three guys, um, Ted Karras and Alex Kappa and Leo Collins, um, to fix their offensive line from a year ago. Joe Burrow still got sacked a lot. He got sacked a lot last night because two of the guys didn't play, and their left tackle, Jonah Williams, left the game as well. So Buffalo's fast. Buffalo again got to learn how to learn how to hold on to the football. Um, I don't think Jacksonville will go into Kansas City and win, but they played them earlier in the year. And Kansas City got off to a fast start, and they never quite put Jacksonville away until the very end. And let's keep something in mind. Talk about familiarity. Andy Reid and Doug Peterson. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. something to be said for that. Love right? me some Doug okay. Peterson. Doug, yeah. I mean, it, it's time I think we gave Doug Peterson a little do, okay? He got the Eagles to the playoffs three straight years. Things didn't end well there, um, and I'll, I'll never know. You know who was the fault? The, the owner, the general manager, the head coach, the whole quarterback situation, and so on. Um, but he came back here, and, and the Jaguars got hot at the right time. And um, he knows something about the resurrection for the projects. His remember his first year with the Eagles, they were last in the division. His right. Second year with the Eagles, they won the Super Bowl with a backup okay. quarterback. With a backup quarterback, <laughs> and now he's got a kid who just. <laughs> That was like an Andrew Luck game last night for Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. the other night. And I say that because uh, I'm, I'm working on my a, a series of the greatest playoff series. I'm working on the divisionals, which is, to me, throughout history. I mean, the, you know, from the sea of hands to the, uh, you know, the, the double overtime, Chiefs stop, it's all those great games and so on. But you'll remember, um, you'll remember a game, uh, and I'm sorry, it, it's, 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 this is actually the wild card game. I, I, I just wrote about this. I did the wild card round where the Colts came back from 28 down to beat the Chiefs. And in that game, Andrew Luck threw three kicks, which all hurt his team, but he came back and rallied from that. And we saw that with Trevor Lawrence, who wound up with four kicks, but he also wound up with four touchdown passes. You guys know teams blow double-digit leads all the time now in this league. It's been rampant because of the way the passing game, the way they manage the clock, 
Bears can bounce back. If the, here's the thing. If you turn over the ball three times in the first quarter, you can overcover that, overcome that. If you turn over the ball three times in the fourth quarter, you're in a lot of trouble. Yep. Yep. That is true. Russell, we're up against it, sir. And as always, we just, you know, it, it, this is great. You say hello to him, you give him one thing and go get a cup of coffee. And you come back filled with knowledge. Yeah. That's hey, what he this does. This is beautiful. That's this what he beautiful. does. Don't be a stranger, man. Enjoy the rest of the uh, playoffs. And thank you, as always, for getting up and joining Sam and I. My pleasure. Let's do this again. And uh, hang on a minute. That buffet is calling my name. There you go. <laughs> Russell Baxter. Uh, it's, he's joining Sam and Greg here as we sit in for John and Hugh. Special guest jo- uh, joining us next. This is uh, a kid who's going to be what's next. He is what's next in Major League Baseball. And um, Sam knows it. I just am jealous. Lamar no, Johnson. No, we, what? And we got somebody behind the glass that knows who's him actually real worked well. with him too. That's right. So we're gonna yep. bring we're gonna we're gonna bring uh, Eric in with this too. But he's gonna join us next from Mays High School. Yeah. Sam yep. and Greg, Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game and take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game and ninety two nine The Game Sam and Craig with you on this holiday Monday. Um, my goodness, we, 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 we what playoff time for football. Uh, heading to the middle of the season for basketball and, and hockey. Can baseball be that far away? We head for spring training in just a number of weeks, and folks are uh, really excited about the future of this game, and I am particularly because we got an injection of this new talent that's coming in, um, and they're from our neck of the woods. They're from our area. And, and, what do uh, they call themselves? The breakthrough boys. These guys looking, and he's going to explain all that to us. Yeah. We're going to talk to him right now. Um, my goodness, uh, one of the top draft picks, uh, draft number four overall in this past spring draft, uh, Tamar Johnson from uh, Mays. Mays High School. Yeah, I knew that. Okay, you knew that. <laughs> Drafted by the by the Pittsburgh Pirates and joins us now on the WaitForIt.com hotline. Tamar, good morning, man. Morning, sir. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Where, where, where are you off to? You got a brunch to get to? <laughs> yeah, I'm on my way to a workout. <laughs> no, that's that. Now, see, that's. That's an all-pro right there. He's ready. He's ready. He's got to. Things will get started pretty soon. Jamar, what has it been like for you since last spring when you heard your name call uh, in the baseball draft that, that that evening, the Pittsburgh Pirates select you? What has it been like since that time? It's been a world. You know, um, I have just, uh, you know, having a job and, you know, going about life different and everything, but it's been great. You know, I've been very grateful for the opportunity and, I've been trying to just uplift everybody around me, you know, by being so blessed about having this opportunity and everything. Tomorrow, hey, uh, both Sam and I are quite jealous, mainly because of your age. But also, I'm a little jealous because you're taking it to a next level that I never got to. This was my sport, too, and I was also a middle infielder. Is shortstop your uh, your favorite position? You like playing second? I like playing baseball, to be honest. Ah. You know, I like, a shortstop is my favorite position, but... You know, I don't mind having to move around a little bit just to, you know, get, get myself a spot on the field. See, you know what that is? I made a mistake. I called him I called him something else earlier. No, that's a ball player. Yeah, he is. That's a ball player, <laughs> and that's the best compliment you can call him. Can you tell us about uh, the name Be- uh, Breakthrough Boys? How'd they come about? You know, it came back to recent. You know, um, it was sort of a thing, you know, you see a lot of guys – Please, he ain't going under a bridge, is he? I think we lost him. Just as we were getting the explanation. We'll see if we can get him back. Um, yeah. Eric's going to try and get him back here. Um, 
Jamar Johnson. And listen, he's one of the breakthrough boys, and we want to find out where that name came from. But we found out you got Drew Jones. Maybe that's what he was going to talk about, his 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 fellas there. Drew Jones, of course, son of Andrew. Yeah. You got uh, Kamar Rocker. Yeah. Here, here is. We got him back? We got him back. You guys hear me? Yes, yeah. now we can hear you, sir. You were uh, telling us about where the name Breakthrough Boys came from. It was just, um, it, it came as a recent, you know, a nickname with all the guys, you know, from years back being picked in the um, draft it, as of, like, you know, five years. So, you know, we made a little nickname called the Breakthrough Boys. It's a cool little nickname, so a little family thing. Talk about that and having some guys around you that 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 uh get, and how you kind of supported each other. Uh, I know you guys were out in Arizona at this time last year playing in the the, the, the Dream Series. Talk about that experience and uh, and having you guys all around and motivating each other. You know, it's a great experience. You know, having guys who are getting ready to be in the same position as you. You know, you get to um, hear a little bit about their experience, and you know, you get to you know give them a little bit of game too, also, which is cool and. You know, having those guys around during the process and having us feel like a family is really helpful, you know, for everybody to be prepared to get into to this, you know, new baseball world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, folks, we're spending time on the WayForIt.com hotline with Jamar Johnson uh, from Mays High School, uh, representing Atlanta Public Schools. I know folks out, out that way are uh, happy to have you uh, re- represent APS. Uh, but this growing wave of uh, young African-American baseball players that are uh, reclaiming the game, I'd like to say re- re- reclaiming the game of baseball. What does it mean to represent APS? And get, go ahead and give Mays a shout-out today. Yeah, it means everything. You know, Mays gave me so much. They taught me um, a lot of things about life. And, um, you know, for me to be able to, you know, put my put Mays' name on the map and, you know, show that it's so much good that comes out of APS, it, it, it's really amazing. And, you know, I, I want to thank Mays for giving me the opportunity to go out there and play, go out there and learn it, you know, and everything like that. So I'm really grateful to just, you know, be, be, be a role model to all APS. You know what's great about having you on tomorrow? We normally, Sam and I normally talk to about the guys coming up in football or basketball. Yeah. But we don't normally have a guy who's coming up and who's already made a stamp on the major league level. We know you're going to end up at the Pirates. We know you may have to ride the bus for a minute or so. But what I wanted to ask you is, and Sam and I were talking about this beforehand, who was that player or who were those players who you looked up to as you were coming up? It was a lot. You know, guys like C.J. Abrams, um, Miles Austin, Kiel uh, Badu, Will Benson, um, Xavier Curry came out of maze also mm-hmm. with the Guardians. It's a lot, of, a lot of guys around the Atlanta area who, you know, paved the way of, you know, high-level baseball, and, I, and all, all of those guys, they showed, they showed me that we could all do it. So, you know, it, I feel like those, those guys, as I was coming up in recent years, those are guys that I look forward to, look, looked up to, to um, for me to get in their position also. Yeah, yeah. We got a chance to, to, to get, see one of the guys who are one of your contemporaries in, uh, you know, Money Mike, who's made it with the, uh, with, with the Braves. And uh, he didn't ride that bus long, man. He was back up here in a hurry. Uh, but what about watching oh, yeah, someone? He was. Talk about seeing someone like him accomplish what he accomplished, being from uh, from the area, and how that inspires you. It inspires me a lot. You know, I was actually at, at, at the game where he had his first hit and um, his first start. So it was, you know, amazing and just watching him and 
you know, watching him ball and watching him have a great year. You know, I remember watching him in high school. Him and my older brother were on the same team. So, you know, watching him in the high school years as he – on his draft year, I, I, I saw the talent. It was only a matter of time before they let him in. And, you know, you saw what he did. And it was amazing to see. I'm very proud of him. And I wish that, you know, in the next, in the next year or the next couple of years, I'm in the same position. Yeah, when the Pirates come to town play against the Braves, how about that? Have some home folk out there. Yeah, we, we, got, we got we got somebody behind the glass who's uh, worked with you on some of your games. Uh, Eric Slaughter wants to check in with you right now. Eric, what you got for him? Hey, tomorrow I'm, I'm Eric. I'm the producer here, Sam McGregor. I'm also a blue, and I do a lot of perfect game baseball. And I had the chance of having you. I think I might have rung you up on an outside pitch. I can't oh, remember. Oh, no. <laughs> Why you want to say oh. he don't want nothing to do with you now? <laughs> No, man. But, but talk about playing, because you played in the perfect game, upper levels. Talk about playing that high, that high-level competition as a 16- and a 17-year-old. I think you even played in maybe as a 15-year-old when you really knew that, oh, I can play with this upper-level PG competition, which PG is the best competition around this country. When did it really hit you that, oh, I can play, I, can, I belong here? Like you said, you know, around that 15, 16 age, you know, I was um, challenging myself. My my mom, my parents, they, they challenged me to, you know, play um, up in the upper levels. You know, I played with my older brother when I was 15. I, I played 17U, and, you know, it, they challenged me to do that. And when I was, you know, I, when I felt comfortable, when I felt like I could do it, you know, I, for, for me in my mindset, I was like, I could do this for a very long time. And, like I was like, okay, I got to take this game a little bit more serious because I can make this to the next level and I can play this game for a really long time. So really around, around like you said, that age, it really hit, hit me that, man, I can really play this game for a very, very long time. Going to let you puff your chest out here for a minute. What's the best part of your game? Uh, I want to say that I'm a very smart player, you know, with everything that I do. When I, when I go out on the field, I try to make the, smart, the smartest decision, whether it's hitting – um, fielding or even still in the base, I just make try to try to strive to make the smartest decision. I feel like that's the biggest part of me in the in the game. For folks who spending time with Tamar Johnson, please just spend some time with him. He's on his way to his workout here. We're going to spend a little bit more time with him before we let him go. You are uh, after being drafted, you hit the rookie level down in Florida. Where do you think the Pirates are going to have you? You going to the big league camp? I'm pretty sure, but where do they see you starting this season, and where would you like to finish this season? Um, you know, like, like they told me, it's all on me. You know, um, I'm in full control of my process. So, however I develop, however I get better with um, every level, you know, it's solely on me. And um, they're going to move me whenever I'm ready to be moved. So, you know, it, it's really just all on me. And for me, honestly, I want to be I want to be able to help big league team this year. So, I just got to make sure I develop the best way possible, learn as much as I can, and you know, um, keep open mind with everything so I can you know, get myself in that position as quick as possible. And i tell you what, if he gets up to the club later on, whether it's a September call-up or whatever, if I'm not mistaken, Pittsburgh just re-signed Andrew McCutcheon. You talk about a dude you want to sit next to and just tap into all the knowledge that he has, because he's about a minute and a half from retiring, oh, yeah. but he was a great player. So I'm saying this is one of those things, and as he said, he's a ball player. He's, he knows to go and, and talk to his elders, talk to those guys who've been there, done that, because if he's a smart player, he just wants to get smarter. And that's the kind of guy, at least on the oh, yeah. Pittsburgh roster, that could help him out. So, listen, man, the, the best thing I can say to you <laughs> is just stay healthy. 
please, and, and bring us some joy until you guys come here to play the Braves and we can go smack you around. But other than that, we want you to have a, we want you to have a great career. <laughs> Let me give a shout-out to, to, to a couple of folks who have been working with you guys, too. Uh, and I know Marquise Grissom and, Mar- and, and Marvin Freeman uh, have been working a lot with you guys in the area. Give, give them a shout-out for just a minute for what they've done for you. Yeah, I just want to give a shout-out to Marquise, you know, um, Coach Bear, um, Coach Joe, all the coaches around the Atlanta area who helped me get to this, you know, point, who taught me so much about the game. And, you know, I'm grateful for those guys. They were really great. And, you know, they gave me a lot of knowledge so I could be prepared to, you know, play baseball at this level. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, Tamar, we appreciate you spending some time with, with us this morning. Sound Don't like be a stranger, here. man. Sounds like he's in practice. I don't yeah, sounds road. like he's where he's at. And he rode them. Well, he's getting ready to go in there and get busy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you spending some time with us. Don't be a stranger, man. Come back and visit with us sometime. And we want to get you in the studio next time we have some time, absolutely, all right? Absolutely, absolutely. Sure, for sure. Sounds good. Thank you guys so much for having me. All right, oh, man. My pleasure. Good luck to you. That's a ball player. Yeah, you know? That's he a just, ball player. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Yeah, You'd like boy. to get that response, right? <sighs> I'm just jealous. <laughs> I wish I, you know, had had that in front of me like he has, but he's worked to have that in front of very him. Very much. Very much. That's a lot of work that's gone into yeah, it. Yeah. And he's got his sleeves already up. He's ready to get, ready to go get busy right now. Chasing girls and learning how to play drums. You see there? So, see that? You, you different priorities. How about that? Uh, moving to the <laughs> 8 o'clock hour. We have got an author joining us talking about, well, me, Sam, Eric, you guys. Talk about fans. And, 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 and just, well, I'm going to save it because... He's got different, a couple different approaches to talking about how fans conduct themselves. We're going to talk to him coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. Also got a casting call for you. A lot of money flying through the air, and this is what I do. I try to help you guys find it, grab it. Been doing it for 12 years, going to continue. But up next, there's a major event going on down in Australia. Melbourne, I believe. I just did English, and it was supposed to be an Australian accent. Oh. Aussie Open up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 